This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 39 of Curry in the Pot. I'm back again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm back again with another episode. Today is November 17th, 2017. We are exactly one month removed away from the start of the NBA season. And boy, has it been good. I got a lot of topics to discuss. It's too many to name. So we're just going to jump right into it. First things first, when I'm talking NBA, I got to talk about what's hot right now. And the Celtics, the Boston Celtics are the hottest team in the NBA. Winners of 14 straight. After starting off 0-2 and losing Gordon Hayward to that horrific injury in the season opener against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Boston Celtics have now won 14 straight, and last night they defeated the reigning NBA champion Golden State Warriors. So real quick, I just want to shout out the Boston Celtics, you know, for responding to adversity and rising to the occasion. I really got to credit head coach Brad Stevens, who has to be has to be the early front runner for coach of the year. I mean, look what the guy is doing. The Celtics have had so many changing parts this season. Like, pretty much the whole team is new guys, except for Jalen Brown, you know, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier. The rest of the team is brand new guys. So, after losing Gordon Hayward, who is a star in this league, an all-star in this league, Losing him on opening night and then being able to rip off 14 straight. Last night, they defeated the Golden State Warriors. I thought that game was an ugly game, honestly. I wasn't really feeling it. Like, the game was just, it just had a weird vibe to it. Steph was 3 for 14, only 9 points. You know, Dream on Green, 3 for 11. Klay Thompson, 5 for 18. That game was weird. Like, I don't want to discredit the Celtics, but the, the Golden State Warriors had an off night. You can credit it to defense, but... They were off. They were really off. They were really off. And I low-key think that the refs bailed the Celtics out, especially in the second half, you know, when they went on that big run, that big 19-2 run in the third quarter. I think the refs bailed them out a little bit. Just look at the free throw attempts. Yes, you could say the Celtics were more aggressive, but they shot double the free throw attempts that the Warriors shot. You know, the Warriors were 12-19 from the free throw line. Boston was 33-38. of so, you could look at it that way, and you could look at it, you know, Boston out-rebounded them. But, I want to shout out to Jalen Brown, who played that game after the passing of his best friend. You know, it was a tough game. He said he wasn't even going to play the game at first. He wasn't even going to play. And he went out, and, you know, he had a great game, including, you know, guarding Kevin Durant last night. Jalen Brown had 22 points, 7 of 18 from the field, 7 boards. Been playing really well. He has to be, you know, up there in consideration for most improved player. He has to be up there. Well, for the Warriors' reaction to the game last night, KD said, you know, Boston got to the free throw line. Draymond Green said Boston, you know, got to the free throw line. Whether they were fouls or not, you know, that's a different question. 
And I thought what Steph said last night was really interesting. He said that it's looking really likely that they could. It's looking likely that they could see the Celtics in the NBA Finals. He also went on to say that he heard the weather in Boston is really nice in June. I thought that was funny. I thought that was instant. But let's talk about Boston real quick. Let's talk about, you know, what's going on with them. We got to talk about Kyrie Irving, who is starting to prove that he does not need LeBron, that he can lead a team. But he has not done it on his own. I mean, he's averaging 20 points. But we got contributions from Jalen Brown's averaging 15. The rookie, Jason Tatum, who is averaging 13. Not too shabby. Al Horford, who, you know, been in and out of the lineup, averaging 15. You know, Boston is getting it done. You know, they're getting contributions from everywhere. Marcus Smart as well. Terry Rozier has been playing better. He's been playing really well, you know, in that backup point guard role. And, you know, just shout out to Boston. You know, it would be interesting to see if they could keep this streak up. I don't know. I didn't think they were going to beat the Warriors. But let's not count off the Cavs, man. We cannot. We can't count the Cavs out, so let's let's transition to the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are currently eight and seven. They're the ninth seed in the East. That's obviously gonna change. We know that will change. They're gonna get Isaiah Thomas back sooner rather than later. You know, probably towards the you know the beginning of the calendar year, 2018. So obviously that playoff picture in the East is gonna change. Currently in front of the Cavaliers are the Orlando Magic. You know, teams that you know aren't really usually in that hunt. What else? The Knicks may flop. I don't know. But the Detroit Pistons have been a surprise team, currently second in the East with a 10-4 record. But let's talk about the Cavs. They've been playing better as of late. They had a big win over the Knicks earlier in the week. They just had another victory over the Charlotte Hornets the other night. And LeBron James been averaging usual stats, 28.7 rebounds and 8 assists. And Draymond Green had an interesting quote two days ago. He said, the Cavaliers fans should be concerned about LeBron James's minutes. He's superhuman, but eventually his superhuman powers go away. LeBron James, currently 32 years old, will turn 33 next month, the end of next month, and he's playing 38 minutes. Playing 38 minutes. His career number in minutes is 38.9, so that's not really a good sign that he should be playing that many minutes. I'm sure when Isaiah Thomas comes back, you know, minutes will decrease for everyone. But LeBron just can't be playing that kind of minutes. I know he looks like he's in his prime. I know he looks superhuman. But eventually, Father Time will catch up to you. Father Time is undefeated. We've seen it. We've seen it, you know, to my favorite player, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Dwayne Wade. Father Time is undefeated. We don't know when it's going to happen. But, you know, LeBron got to get his minutes cut just a little bit. I say this to say, though, the Cleveland Cavaliers will be fine. Can't really judge them too much until Isaiah Thomas comes back because Isaiah Thomas was, you know, one of the biggest assets in the trade, if not the biggest asset, you know, for Cleveland besides that Brooklyn pick. But now, currently on the roster, he's the biggest asset of that trade. So you cannot fully judge the Cavaliers until they get him back. Isaiah Thomas is easily, you know, 20 points, easily 
easily 25. He averaged 29 a night last season. He's easily, you know, ranging anywhere from 20 to 25 points to help this Cavaliers team. So, moving on, let's talk about Golden State real quick, briefly. They're currently 11-4, and four, currently second in the Western Conference. Only a half game back behind Houston, who's been rolling, you know, who's been playing really great. I got to talk about last night what they did. But let's talk about the Warriors real quick. And I already said, you know, on the NBA preview how I thought it was great to add in Nick Young, how the team is only going to be better and better. I mean, it's true. They just got to get through the regular season, which they will. Team is well coached. Team has been together for some time. This is Kevin Durant's second year with the team. Also got to talk about Kevin Durant's interview yesterday that came out. Some of the stuff that he said. I'm going to talk about that at the end of the episode. But like I said, the Warriors 11-4, they'll be fine. They're in the midst of an Eastern Conference road trip. They have Philly tomorrow, Brooklyn on Sunday. And then they come back and they play OKC next week on ESPN. But Golden State will be fine. We know that. They were on a little streak of their own before they lost last night to Boston. So now I'm going to talk about the Red High Houston Rockets. And they seem to do this like every year. They're a really, really good regular season team. This is what you expect from a Mike D'Antoni coach team. The Rockets are currently 12-4, and as I just mentioned. But James Harden has been on a tear. He's been on a tear for years now. James Harden currently leads the league in points, points per game, assist, assist per game, free throws, three-pointers. The guy's doing it all. He has to get MVP one of these years. He has to. The Rockets have been great, you know. Last night was crazy. They scored 90 points in the first half against the Phoenix Suns last night in Phoenix. Score was 90 to 65 at halftime, and James Harden had 33 points at halftime. He finished the game with 48 points, 12 of 22 from the field, 18 of 18 from the free throw line. The guy just does it all, man. Houston been playing really good basketball. Chris Paul also returned last night, played about 20 minutes. He had 11 points, 10 assists. The Rockets are good, man. They're a good team. They're a good team. They like playing together. They like getting up and down. It's a Mike D'Antoni team. They got the stretch big and Ryan Anderson. Trevor Reese is still there. Nice glue guy. Clint Capella, though, is a guy I really like. Averaging a double-double, 13 points, 11 rebounds. Not too many people really talk about him, but he does a lot of the dirty work for the Houston Rockets. And the Rockets are 12-4, so shout-out to Houston. They just got Chris Paul back. So we just got to see. Houston Rockets definitely an instant team to watch out for in the entire NBA. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Let's talk about the New York Knicks real quick, who are currently 8-6. In the Eastern Conference, and they're currently the fifth seed right now, eight and six. I didn't see this out of the Knicks. I knew Porzingis was going to be good this year, but I didn't think they would be playing really good basketball. They've been playing really good, man. Porzingis averaging 29 a game. Tim Hardaway Jr. averaging 17. They signed him in free agency. Cancer averaging 14 and 10. He's their leading rebounder. The Knicks, man, the New York Knickerbockers, man, they, they've been surprising. They've been surprising. I, I don't know if this is sustainable. I don't know. It remains to be seen. You know, it's only been 14 games, you know. It's such a small sample size. But, hey, you know, shout out to the Knicks, man. Go Knicks. Now, I'm standing in the Eastern Conference. I got I to gotta trust the process, man. 
I gotta talk about the Sixers, who were also eight and six last a few nights ago. I'm sorry. Joel MB posted a monster stat line against my Los Angeles Lakers. Joel MB became the first player with 45 plus points, 15 plus rebounds, seven plus assists, seven plus blocks in a single game. Yo, the Sixers are the future of this league. They're the future. Ben Simmons, who's playing point guard, who's posting Magic Johnson-like numbers. I'll say this again. He's posting Magic Johnson-like numbers. 17.9 assists, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. He's one or two rookies that average 7 assists this season. But, you know, this is crazy. Ben Simmons is playing point guard, 6'10 point guard on the floor. These guys are the future. They're going to get Markel Falls back soon, eventually. They should just bring him back off the bench. You got Ben Simmons. You got J.J. Redick. You got Robert Covington, who's a really, you know, slept-on player. A really underrated player. Guy that averages 16 points. He's really, he's extremely underrated. You also have Dario Saric. You have to trust the process, man. The only thing that can possibly hold this team back is health. Literally. The sky is the limit. Me and B. Jones, me and Brian, we were talking about this yesterday. They're an NBA 2K Pro-Am team. Joe MB can dribble. He can shoot. He can block shots. He can pass. He can rebound. He can do anything. Me and my dad were talking about him yesterday. He was looking like Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem the Dream. One of the greatest players of all time. You know, he has he just has all the moves, man. He just has all the tricks, man. You have to trust the process. The Sixers, they'll make the playoffs this year for sure, but just look out, man. A few whew, in a few years, the Sixers are gonna be crazy. They're gonna be ridiculous. Standing in the Eastern Conference, though, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, the Greek freak in particular, who's been averaging 30 points, 10 rebounds. The guy's a freak, man. He really is the Greek freak. But the Milwaukee Bucks also got Eric Bledsoe in a trade last week. They sent over Greg Monroe in a first-round pick, which I thought was a steal. They kept rookie of the year Malcolm Brogdon. And the Bucks are a scary team. They, they don't even have Jabari Parker back yet which I think is going to be a huge plus for them. But they got Eric Bledsoe, which is a, a steal for what they got him for. The guy was averaging 20 points in Phoenix. He was in a rebuilding situation. And he just didn't want to be there. Eric Bledsoe said, I'm, I'm getting a little old in this league, man. I'm in my late 20s, man. I need to taste the playoffs. I need to sniff the playoffs. You know, I need to I need to compete, man. And I'm not mad at him for wanting that. But the Milwaukee Bucks have been playing good. Another 8-6 and six team. Giannis Antetokounmpo has been putting up some monster stat lines. He has to be, you know, one of the front runners for MVP. Definitely in my top three. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. The Detroit Pistons, though. Let's talk about them. Andre Drummond has been a beast. Especially on the, on the glass, you know, averaging 15 boards. They got Avery Bradley, who's been playing good for them, averaging 17. Tobias Harris. Stan Van Gundy has done a nice job at coaching this Detroit Pistons team. I feel like he's trying to get the same blueprint that he had in Orlando. You remember the days Dwight Howard, Jameer Nelson, Hito Turglu, Rashard Lewis. I'm starting to see, you know, some similarities. They got Reggie Jackson, 
Andre Drummond, similar to Dwight Howard, Stanley Johnson. Tobias Harris, though, has been playing really good, averaging 19 points per game. He's trying to get the blueprint, you know, like he had in Orlando. So go Pistons. I'm interested, I'm interested to see if this will be sustainable because I don't know. I just don't. But the league changes, though. So I hope the Pistons, you know, you know, can keep this up, man. You know, it would be nice to see the Pistons back in the playoffs, man. Detroit basketball. Let's talk about Oklahoma City, though. A team that is currently 7-7 seven and seven in the Western Conference. A tough Western Conference, might I add. And I think they'll eventually figure it out. To me, I think the key with them is, me personally, I think Paul George has to be the scorer for that team. I think he has to be, you know, the number one option as far as scoring. I think second, you know, I think Russell Westbrook has to be the facilitator. Not just triple-double chasing, but I think he has to be the facilitator. But it's still scoring like Russell Westbrook, but he has to be the facilitator. And I think Carmelo Anthony needs to be, you know, the third option. Man, I know he can score, but Carmelo Anthony is also getting up there in age. He's not the best defender. I, I just think Paul George needs to be the lead scorer for that team. And either way, whether they do it my way or not, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. These are three really good players. I mean, I hope they figure it out. If they don't, then they don't. But I think they will because these are, you know, three really good players. These are, you know, Paul George been an all-star in this league. Carmelo Anthony. You know, a former superstar in this league. We know what he could do offensively. Russell Westbrook, the reigning MVP. Mr. Triple Double himself. They will figure it out. I don't know if Billy Donovan is the best coach. I've never really been high on him since he was hired. But everything remains to be seen. You know, it's only been 14 games into the season. I don't want to overreact too much. We have so much time. So much time. Not really going to get too much in detail to these other surprises. But the Denver Nuggets have been playing good. I said they were going to be a sleeper team in the West. They got Paul Millsap. Gary Harris is an improved player. The Nuggets got some pieces. They have some pieces. Jamal Murray, who they drafted last year. Will Barton. They have they have a lot of players. Jokers, we can't forget about him. I think he's a tad overrated, but the guy's skill set is remarkable. You know, he can score. He can pass. Averaging 16 and 11. Nuggets an interesting team. A sleeper team as well. And let's talk about the Pelicans, though. Who are definitely an underrated ball club. But you know, nobody's really talking about Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins anymore. Anthony Davis is averaging 25 and 11. DeMarcus Cousins is averaging 28 and 13. They're both averaging five assists. Nobody's talking about them and the potential that they have. You know, it would be, be nice to see them in the playoffs. You know, these are two really good players, two, two of the best big men in the league in, in all of the NBA. be nice to see them in the playoffs. They're currently the seventh seed out west with the eight and seven record. So look out for the Pelicans. Those two bigs seem to be figuring things out. They just got Rajon Rondo back from injury. They still got Drew Holiday there. Got a lot of nice players. Clippers have been disappointing. Like, I knew they would. They're going to go back to being irrelevant really soon. They still have Blake Griffin, though, who's been taking over more of a leadership role. But I just don't really know what their identity is. Who else has been disappointing? Sacramento. I thought they would be a little better than 3-11. They still have time. Utah 6-9. and nine. I knew they would flop after losing Gordon Hayward. They still have time to 
Chicago Bulls are awful, like I told y'all. But I gotta take this direction. Y'all know where I'm going with this. Anybody knows me, y'all know exactly where I'm going. I gotta talk about Lonzo Ball, who last week became the, the youngest player ever to record a triple-double. And he's been struggling. I think I think the key for him is going to be confidence. But also, you got to give the kid some time. I know his father put a lot of pressure on him. He won't say that. But it's quite obvious when you look at it. Lonzo Ball is currently averaging 9 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Only shooting 30% from the field. 23%. Behind the three-point line, these numbers are bad. These numbers are really bad. But I'm a Lakers fan. I'm gonna trust it, man. I'm gonna. Lonzo is gonna be fine. He's gonna be fine. He just has to figure some things out. I know it has to be frustrating because this is a guy accustomed to seeing his as funky and ugly as his jump shot may be. He's accustomed to seeing it fall at a better clip than what we're seeing in the NBA. The guy will figure it out. He will. He has, you know, a tremendously high season ceiling. I'm sorry. Tremendously high ceiling, but I, he has, you know, a lot. I say a season, but he has, you know, such a long season ahead of him, man. Got to get the guy some time. People are so quick to label people bust, and it's kind of a shame. And I was, you know, ranting about this yesterday to my boy Zeke, man. The reality of it is 90% of these players are not ready. They're not NBA ready. These 19-year-olds, they're not ready. Yeah, I know a lot of people talk about Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah, he's a rookie, too. But let's talk about this. Ben Simmons got drafted last year. I know he did not play. But him sitting out, being around the NBA, seeing how teams practice, watching film, seeing how teams work out, seeing how they train, that goes a long way. Ben Simmons could have came back in the second half of last season after the All-Star break. But I'm pretty sure he wanted to play this year and play the entire year and win rookie of the year. I'm pretty sure that was, you know, his point of emphasis. I'm pretty sure that's what he wanted to do. And I'm pretty sure had he not been around the I'm sure he would have struggled too. I'm sure he would have had some struggles. He'd been playing great. I thought Ben Simmons was a can't-miss guy. But I want to go back to my point about this. 90% of these players are not NBA ready. These 18, 19-year-olds, even some 20-year-olds, they're not ready. 90% of them are not ready. Everybody can't be a Kyle Kuzma who spent three years in college. Everybody can't be that. And a lot of these players aren't ready to come into the league and make a, a tremendous impact. Everybody can't be a Carl Anthony Town. Everybody can't be LeBron James in 2003 coming straight out of high school, putting the NBA on notice that he was the chosen one, that he is the king. Everybody can't do that. These players need time. I think, you know, the harsh reality is that these players aren't NBA ready, but if you're projected to go in the lottery or a top five pick, top 10 pick, if somebody told me that I can go anywhere in the draft between five to 12, you think I'm going to stay in school after being after one season? No. Why would I stay in school when I can go to the league, get that money? You don't know some of these people's financial situations. I'm not just talking about Lonzo Ball. We know the big baller brand and stuff, but... I'm talking about players in general. They're not ready. And you don't know their financial situation, so I can't blame some of these guys for going to the NBA. You just don't know. Some growing up in poverty, single-parent homes, stuff like that. These guys aren't ready, and I just wish that people would stop being so harsh on Lonzo Ball. I know his father put the pressure on him, but 
Take that energy somewhere else, man. Force it to him. Lonzo Ball is a, a really even kill guy, really quiet, humble guy. So I just wish people would have some patience. The guy will be fine, you know, year two, year three. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. But to me as a Lakers fan, it's frustrating to watch. But it's been frustrating to watch this team for years now. I think Lonzo will be straight. Kyle Kuzma, a guy I really like. I really like him a lot. This game is really policy. plays hard. Brandon Ingram's been playing well. I wish people would stop saying... Being quick to say that people are bust. You got to give them time. I don't think a player in, a player is not what they are until about year four. Like, for real. You can't really judge them. Like, they don't become what they are if they don't reach their potential. Some people are late bloomers. Steph Curry was a late bloomer. You just got to give it time, man. Stop being so harsh on these young kids, man. Like, for real. It's kind of irritating. It's kind of annoying. Just grow up, man. So, real quick, I want to talk. Early MVP front runners. We obviously have to have the Greek Freak. Now, this is not in order. Greek Freak, James Harden, LeBron, Porzingis, if the Knicks keep this up. I think James Harden has been playing great. You know, I mentioned his stats from earlier, leading the NBA in points and assists. He has to get MVP soon, man. He should have got it last year. He has to get it soon. Like I said, I think Greek Freak, LeBron, James Harden, those guys are up there. Russell Westbrook probably. So, you know, I mean, it's only been a month. I can't really say too much, but those are my three guys. And I want to talk about this Kevin Durant interview that came out yesterday. He said some things about how he's not a leader. He said he wasn't happy about being the face of the franchise. He said yesterday in an interview that came out on Bleach Report ESPN, he said, Steph Curry is the face of the franchise, and that helps me out because I don't have to. I don't want to have to be the leader. I'm not a leader. Kevin Durant just wants to hoop. And he also said in another part of the interview, he said after joining the Warriors, he faced an extraordinary amount of vitriol after joining them. And he said Michael Jordan did not have to go through this. And in that in that perspective, he's right. Michael Jordan never left the team, but also Michael Jordan, he never left the Bulls to go play on a super team. Let me say that. Well, I know he played for the Wizards. I know somebody's going to say that. But he never left a team to go join up with Magic or Bird. He never did that. So in that retrospect, he didn't have to go through that. Also, Michael Jordan was not in the age of social media. Kevin Durant was getting, you know, ridiculed, called a cupcake, a coward, a snake. He's still getting called that stuff to this day. And, I mean, I think it's somewhat unfair. I still think it was kind of a weak move to go join the Warriors. But, hey, to each his own. He just wants to win, play basketball, have fun. I can't really fault the guy for that. And he also went on to say about his game three shot in the finals was an F you to Paul Pierce. You know, when Paul Pierce said on ESPN that KD signing with the Warriors was a kid becoming friends with a bully just to avoid getting pummeled. And, you know, he said that really struck a nerve. And it's an instant article. I recommend everybody checking it out. Instant interview. Everybody should go check it out. And I want to wrap things up by thanking everybody for listening. It's been a minute since I talked NBA with y'all. It's been a while. It's been a while, man. But I hope, you know, I hope I caught up with you guys. I hope you guys, you know, I hope I said and talked about stuff y'all wanted to hear. I, I would hope so. 
But I just want to thank everybody for listening one last time. Yeah, this is Mike Curry signing out. Episode number 39 is done. Peace.